Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back out here on a Tuesday night. It's a Graybar Sports Open Line. Have you for about 35, 40 more minutes as we will lead you into coverage of Cardinals baseball tonight, Cardinals and Diamondbacks. We're talking through the two bits of uh, reporting we got earlier today from Katie Wu of The Athletic. If you'd like to uh, join us and give your thoughts on either of them, you could do so. Call, text, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900, or you can uh, tweet me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Uh, text message from the 636 on Jordan Six uh, on Jordan Hicks says commenting on Hicks as the closer would be another bad move. He's a setup man at best, 24 walks and 41 innings and a 1.5 whip. I think you need to look at his numbers beyond what uh, he had a bad start to the season, right? Like so, and I'm I'm not one to cherry pick stats you can if you play around with baseball reference or or whatever you want long enough you can go find an opportunity to uh pretty much make whatever point you want to make so I, I say that and then I'm gonna go ahead and uh cherry pick stats just the way uh, I said that you shouldn't do but uh, the the one thing I'll say with Hicks is who he was earlier in the season and who he is right now uh to me to very, very different people. So you look at uh, in the 13 and a third innings since he's really moved into the closer role since so uh, from June 17th on 13 and a third innings, he's walked three. Uh, his whip 1.35. That's not fantastic, but it's not horrible. Batting average against 288, eh, not great. Gives up probably a few more hits than you would like. But as far as uh, his ERA is uh, 2.03 during that period, he's got 14 strikeouts, three walks, and 13 and a third innings. So you can you can use those numbers to say why he's got closer-like numbers. You can use his entire season's worth to say why he doesn't. Bluntly, the truth is somewhere probably in between, but I I like what he's been doing recently. He's got swing and miss stuff. He's been in a year where the Cardinals bullpen has been incredibly, incredibly unreliable. What he has done over the last month has arguably been the most, um, the most reliable thing that has happened with the Cardinals bullpen this year. Not that that doesn't mean the Cardinals can't do better, but it's working. It's working. And not a whole lot has worked this year in the Cardinals bullpen. So so stick with that. I like the idea of him being in that position moving forward. Um, another text message. Of course, they're going to uh, prepare for not trading O'Neal. I've been telling uh, people that uh, some of these guys 
they want to deal are not worth that much on their own. Wait until they ship off Flaherty and Montgomery. They're going to need at least four starters and a quality reliever or two for 24. Says um, you you really trust this front office to retool that extensively. Good luck with that. Uh, don't be surprised if Arenado demands a trade. All right, so Arenado's not going to demand a trade. That's that's the first thing. Um, the and it's kind of been frustrating. You know, somebody out there sort of speculated that. It wasn't even speculation. It was like a recommendation to the Dodgers. Hey, you should make a run at Nolan Arenado. And then the the lazy talking heads out there decide they're going to make that a narrative. They're going to make that a storyline. Should the Dodgers go after Nolan Arenado? Like, it's just not going to happen. So, want to move on from that. But the, the Tyler O'Neill thing... Uh, it's one of those times where I would love to be able to get into the heads of of John Mozeliak and Mike Gersh and everybody who's part of the Oliver Marmel, everybody who's part of the decision making process and get a sense of how they really feel about Tyler O'Neill and what their long term play is on O'Neill. Do they believe in this guy? that he can be the player that he was a couple years ago when he was getting MVP votes and he looked like he was going to be this middle-of-the-order, big-time run producer? Do they believe that that is something that he can still be so they want him to remain a Cardinal? Or is it more of a situation where they don't believe in that? They don't believe that's who he is. They don't believe that he's fully going to be able to stay healthy. But at the same time, if they are going to move on from him, they want to the the last thing they want is for him to go to another team and all of a sudden start playing to to that to some level of that and they didn't get a whole lot for him in the process so they're trying to figure out the best possible time to possibly move on from him. I, I know 2021's a couple years back I get that but we can't ignore the numbers he put up in 2021 286, 34 home runs, 80 RBIs, a 912 OPS. If if those are the kind of numbers he can put up, he's obviously a big-time middle-of-the-order guy. He just hasn't put up those numbers, and he hasn't stayed healthy. And when, when you make your Major League debut in 2018 and you only have one year of putting together those kind of numbers – You've sat there and you've played almost 450 games and you have 138 games in 2021 of being healthy and producing, but the rest of your career, it's a whole lot of being injured. It's a whole lot of missing games. It's a whole lot of not being able to produce at that level. Well, you can't help but look at the vast majority of the career and say, okay, what's what's actually the anomaly here? And um, I, I don't. That's that's where I would love to be able to get into the heads of people making decisions in the organization and get their true sense of how they feel about Tyler O'Neill. Are they, if if the report is true that they plan on sticking with him through the end of this year, is it because they believe in who he can be as a Cardinal moving forward, or is it because they believe due to his recent injuries? They're just not going to be able to get much for him at the deadline, so it's worth revisiting potential trades in the offseason. 
I would lean towards the latter being more true, but I certainly don't know that for sure. It's a really, really odd time here at the moment. Let's go to uh, Kevin, who has given us a call. Hey, Kevin, you're on Sports Open Line. Yeah, hey, thanks for having me on. I want to comment um, on Jordan Hicks. I think Jordan Hicks is a phenomenal talent, and he's got uh, a God-given thing. You know, God gave him a lightning bolt and on his right arm, and, you know, you can't teach that. But there's another aspect to being a closer that worries me, and that's the psychological aspect of getting the 27th out. And there are certain people, when they walk into the center of the diamond, and they've got the ball in their hand, they're saying, game's over. And when I look at Jordan Hicks, I'm still looking at him. I'm looking at his eyes, and, he's, and I'm seeing, oh, I, hope I, I hope I can throw strikes today. And uh, so, I, so I don't think the Cardinals have another great option as a closer, and, and I'm supportive of him being it, but I really I'd like, to, I'd like for you to comment. Or, or, well, Kevin, let, let, me, let me ask you this. So the Cardinals are 24 of 47 in save opportunities this year. Uh, they have not been very good in that. When it comes to uh, when it comes to blown saves, the team has 23 blown saves this year. Um, yeah, how how do you think that Jordan Hicks uh, contributes to that? Well, uh, he's had some of those blown saves. How many has course. he had? Uh, I don't have the number. Um, how how many? I, what do you think? What would you? What do you think? I would guess maybe of that whole bunch, because it's a collective effort here, maybe three. I he, don't know. He's eight of nine in save opportunities. He has one blown save this year. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, the team yeah, has 24 I, um, blown saves. Jordan Hicks has one of them, and you're telling me that he doesn't have the mental capacity to uh, to close games? Like, I just don't buy that, Kevin. Well, I, um, I, I guess you're, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking at his in, in his eyes when he's taking the field, and uh, I don't see the same thing that you see in other, you know, really, really high-level closers. That, of course, I'm talking about Hall of Famers too. You know, <laughs> that that you could comp- you could compare to that have that that you know f- veracity for the 27th out. I- I'm not opposed to him being a closer. I think he's the best option we have. I I'm just not convinced of the psychological makeup in addition to the what unbelievable talent that they have. Kevin, what uh, what closer in baseball do you especially like? Oh well, um, you know if you go back a, a, a little bit. No, right now active. Oh, active. Uh, well, um, uh, not a lot. <laughs> you you know, good point. Okay. So I mean. That that's yeah that's the point that I'm he's he's at about a ninety percent save percentage clip and the t- he plays for a team that blows about half the save opportunities and so I just I don't I don't agree with you at all and I'm not trying to be overly confrontational but I can't tell you how much I disagree with what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see how we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. I, I'm a huge, huge Cardinal fan. I hope it plays out beautifully. And you know what, Kevin, if, uh, if he signs this deal and the next year it goes horrible for him and he loses the job, call me back and remind me of this conversation. <laughs> okay. Thank you. All right, Kevin. Appreciate the phone call. 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can tweet at me as well at Matt Pauley on air. This is a gray bar sports open line on KMOX. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back out of here on Sports Open Line on KMOX. We're about to talk with Joe Pot. However, I just said something that was totally not true and completely false, and I realized it the moment I went to break. So in the category of corrections and retractions, we were talking about Jordan Hex and uh, blown saves. He has more than one this year. I was completely wrong on that. I was looking at his... Oh, are you booing me? I see. And... Sports producer extraordinaire Matt Pajeski, can you confirm that the moment I realized that I had said something incorrect, I wanted to get back on as quickly as possible to fix my mistake? I can confirm. I had to move commercial breaks around for Yes, you. I hate it. I hate it so much when I say something that's not true. I had his stats uh, when I was giving his number since moving in the closers role. He has one blown save since moving in the closers role. He has I clearly has more than that. Over the year, I was... Very, very wrong, and my sincerest of apologies to all parties involved when it comes to that. He does have more than one blown save, and I feel like a, a dodo bird that uh, that I said that. So we'll uh, take the focus off me and move it over to Joe Pod as he joins us right now on the Quiver River Electric guest line. Hi, Joe. Hello. I'm excited that you have sound effects now on the show. I don't get to use those when I fill in for you. Uh, you just have to request them. Actually, okay. uh, it was more Matt likes to make fun of me, and he knows how <laughs> much I just wanted to punch myself in the face for making that mistake. So he was just trying to add on a little bit. It was a nice addition, though. Yeah, it was good. Uh, it was good it was very value. good. So I want to talk to you about a couple things. Let's start with uh, some big news that came out today. Uh, in addition to what you do with here with us here at KMOX and on the Cardinals Radio Network, uh, you uh, are part of a SIUE Broadcasting Games. And um, we, we found out today that SLU and SIUE uh, soccer teams are going to be playing at City Park next year, which is really, really cool. It is uh, so cool. And I think that part of what is great about having a facility like City Park, right? And we've already seen both the men's and women's national teams come there, and it's becoming, you know, a regular stop kind of on their, uh, not tour, but on, on, on their regular warm-ups to the Cups or, you know, whether it's the Gold Cup, whatever the case. Um, and I think always part of the thought was, ooh, maybe the SLU-SIUE rivalry will get a chance to go play in City Park, and, and uh, here we are, and that's that was announced earlier today, and it's just really cool because it's a, it's a, a very historic college soccer rivalry, and I think it's going to be even cooler to have it in a state-of-the-art facility like City Park. Yeah, what does it do for recruiting? What does it do for just student athletes getting the opportunity to play in a venue like that? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, if you have the opportunity to tell potential student athletes you're trying to attract to campus that, oh, by the way, you're going to be playing in one of the premier facilities in the country for soccer in, in one of these highlight feature games. I mean, that's that's definitely a huge draw. And for current student athletes, 
men and women, whatever the case, they're they're aspiring for the most part to, you know, reach that next level and and perhaps possibly play at the professional level or, you know, uh, represent their team, uh, their country in some form. And, um, you know, it's a chance sort of to, to get that that stage that everybody wants to play on. It's been fun watching kind of the relationship between SIUE and City. When when City 2 was playing, they were playing some of their games over at SIUE. It just seems like the, the soccer community in St. Louis is, is so tight-knit, but we are very much seeing uh, a good connection between those two entities. It is, it is awesome, and I think something that, you know, Carolyn Kendall and the ownership group made a priority when they began talking about bringing this, bringing a franchise to St. Louis in Major League Soccer and bringing this facility to St. Louis and bringing their, their training downtown and their headquarters downtown, that they were going to be um, more than just, you know, this was going to be more than just, hey, their home facility. It was going, they were going to make themselves part of the region, part of the soccer landscape. Um, and, you know, SIUE and, and St. Louis University both are, are huge parts of that, and it is. it is It's really cool to see that. It feels like right now with SIUE, there is absolutely some momentum. Men's basketball is always going to kind of be the front door of the athletic department. They were having a fantastic season last year. I know some injuries and some other things kind of got in the way, and, and the season didn't finish the way it wanted to, but uh, there were so many good stories coming out of men's basketball. Uh, Andrew Gavin's the new athletic director. I've known Andrew for a long time, so I've got a lot of bias when I say with what I'm about to say, but I think he's one of the best young up-and-coming uh, sports administrators in college athletics, and SIUE is lucky to have him. And it just seems like there's a lot of forward thinking inside of the athletic department. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, you're right. And and I, you know, it's, it's funny, you and I spoke right after, uh, you know, the news came down, and I really, I think actually before it was public, uh, that, you know, about Andrew coming to SIUE and, and, and what, I mean, yeah, I remember you telling me, you know, what you thought that could do and, and, and what he could do for, for SIUE. And, and that's definitely been the case. And it's not just Andrew alone, but we're finally filling out staff positions. We're starting to put people in place that allows the department, as you said, to have that forward momentum. And so as we get into you know, August and we start getting into the college athletics season, uh, it is. It's going to be exciting to have this full staff and, and folks that are energized to, to move the Cougars forward. It's an interesting college sports landscape in St. Louis, and we've had this conversation before. Obviously, you have the big Power 5 schools within the region with Missouri and Illinois. You have a, a city school in, in St. Louis. Uh, and then you've got other schools, whether in the direct area or just outside of it, whether it is a, an SIUE, a Lindenwood, um, a Southeast Missouri, schools like that that are all kind of trying to grab a piece of the, the overall pie in St. Louis. How is that challenge being uh, taken on by really everybody in the athletic department? Because a lot of times when you think about college athletics in St. Louis, to be blunt, SIUE isn't the first school that comes to mind. But like I just said a moment ago, there also seems to be some momentum. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I think you're exactly right. I mean, you've described exactly what the landscape sort of has. And you've been around college athletics and and honestly college athletics division one athletics at this size i know you know you had some some work that you did at, at green bay which is one of the places that andrew gavin was and um 
you know, it's it's not all that dissimilar. Those two, you're you're sort of fighting for a piece of that pie, not only within the college landscape, but of course here with the professional teams that are in St. Louis, with the Blues and with the Cardinals, who are naturally going to gain more attention. They're going to uh, have the the larger share of the media and, and all of those things as well. So um, it, it's about sort of finding that niche, I think. Uh, but it's also, uh, you know. I don't know how to say it better, grabbing a piece of the pie, quite honestly, just getting your part where you can get it. And you mentioned men's basketball and the success that Brian Baroni and the Cougars had last year, winning 19 games, um, and, and, and they're poised to be you know good again this year. And, you know, you just keep kind of moving forward, I guess. You just keep trying to make, uh, make headway, and, and that's what I think the Cougars are doing uh, now at this point. Our own uh, Joe Pot joining us as we're talking about uh, the bronze boot being played uh, next year at City Park. Before we let you go, uh, you'll have uh, you'll have Cardinals uh, duty coming up, and, and I mean, just what what are your expectations about what's going to happen here at the trade deadline, which is about a week away? I just really hope that there is. Uh, I think, like everybody else, like let's be realistic. Let's try to get some value back for whomever we're moving, um, whether they are moving Jack Flaherty or, you know, as, as I know you talked about earlier, if Jordan Hicks, if they're unable to get a deal done, if Jordan Hicks is somebody uh, that they're going to move or Jordan Montgomery, uh, I want to see obviously some value come back. And the other thing I, you know, one of the things I don't want to see is uh, I, I hope that they don't overvalue what they have, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. So, you have, in my mind, a couple of guys that are similar, and like a Tommy Edmond and a Brendan Donovan. Is there something? Is there a market out there for either one of those? Um, I know Paul DeYoung has been talked about. Take advantage of that. If there, if there is value to be added by letting go of someone that maybe hurts a little bit, maybe is a little bit out of the comfort zone, I think that that is. A, if there's not a a time if there's a time to do it this is the time to do it right i don't think that we're at the point where you can say oh you know we just weren't comfortable letting him get away um try to try to get some value are you officially off vacation now i am okay officially off vacation we had some long weekends with uh rain delay that you you did not uh, have to uh participate in you did i know you did but i mean i i did get one before i left with the yankees series um, and it was supposed to be a shorter day for me because you had that Friday night game that ended up getting uh, banged, and then uh, Tom Ackerman and I were going to split that Saturday, which we sort of did, except that I got all of the rain and all of the, the long night the rest of the night. So hopefully it's all behind us now. We're just going to be able to swelter in Bush Stadium over the next uh, week to come, days it, and weeks to come. It is really hot outside. It is hot. Joe, thank you. Always good to talk to you. Have a uh, have a good time back from vacation, and we'll be listening this weekend. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it, man. All right, there's Joe Pot, who's uh, going to be, I believe, part of what we're doing uh, next Tuesday. We've got a whole thing coming up next Tuesday here on KMOX from from early in the day with Total Information AM to the moment we're done with uh, the Cardinals broadcast with the X-Turning Show. We've got a very, very long day of uh, Cardinals coverage when it comes to the trade deadline. All right, we'll take a break, come back, and uh, wrap things up, getting you right for Cardinals baseball tonight, Cardinals Diamondbacks. My name is Matt Paul. It's Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX.
Just a few minutes left in this edition of a Graybar Sports Open Line. We're going to get you set for Cardinals baseball. Cardinals Diamondbacks coverage begins in about uh, 10 minutes here on KMOX. Sports producer extraordinaire Matt Pajeski. I had something interesting happen to me today, and I uh, want to know if you ever heard anything like this. You get into a fight at Costco again? I did not get into a fight at Costco. What You're like Chris and Amy. I know you're like Ronj trying to accuse me of always getting into confrontations. Sorry. Which I don't. Anyways, so I, I try to get some sort of working out in on an everyday basis. And late game, a little tired today. So I thought I'd go for a walk, even though it was really, really hot out. And I, uh, I just moved into a new place, so I'm not super familiar with all the roads around it and everything. So I ended up walking like three and a half miles, which isn't a huge deal. But uh, in 100-degree heat, three and a half miles or 97 degrees heat, whatever it is, so And my wife did not want me to go out for the walk because of how hot it was, the heat advisory and everything. She was advising that I not. And, of course, I just uh, say I'm just going to do things my way. And then so I get home, and I'm not feeling great. I'm feeling queasy. I feel like I'm going to throw up, actually. And I'm thinking to myself, I can't throw up because then it's an I told you so moment for my wife, right? Like she can say, I told you not to go out and walk in that heat. So I'm sitting there, and I feel like I'm going to throw up, and all of a sudden, I sneeze. And when I sneeze, I'm totally fine afterwards. No nausea, no feeling of going to throw up, like nothing. The sneeze, it is a magical sneeze. Uh, It completely cures everything, and I'm totally fine and totally good to go. So I Googled it. I try what like what is that? What what is that a normal thing that you're feeling nauseous? You sneeze and everything's good. And there's there are numerous Reddit threads about this phenomenon. This is not unique to me. There it's all over where people are nauseous, they sneeze, and then they're fine, but there is no medical explanation on why the sneeze makes you Good to go. You are a freak case. You need to be studied in a lab. You need to have somebody hook up electrodes to you, and you need to be studied for years. For I, years? I, just, for years. Just quit this job yeah. and just uh, go be studied because my sneeze cures the nausea? Yeah. But it's a thing. Mm. It's a, you know what? You can, if, if you have ever experienced this before, you can text me at uh, 314-436-7900 or see if I'm the only one that the sneeze, the magic sneeze, cures all when it comes to uh, heat exhaustion or whatever whatever it might be. But yeah, that's my story from the day. Can you induce the sneeze? Like now can you harness this energy and now use it whenever you want? Like you- so, tr- if, so the next time I feel like I'm going to throw up, try to like bring on a sneeze? Yeah, like maybe put a little... Uh- you tip in your schnoz and try to... Or if you, like, if you, like, pluck... This is maybe gross. If you, like, pluck a nose hair, yeah, yeah. you know, that can sometimes induce sneezing. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe next time I'm not feeling so great, I'll try to force a sneeze and see if that makes me feel better. I don't know. Please do it and report back. Like, I I really thought that I was gonna gonna be sick, and then this sneeze came and I was just good to go. All was good in the world. I'm gonna throw up. Wait, what about your vomit streak? I know, I haven't thrown up since June 29th, 1980. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's good. The, um, what's the other show that has the, uh, the vomit streak? Oh, it's, um, How I Met Your Mother. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that's, and spoiler alert, he actually had thrown up, and he just said that he hadn't for a while. So, anyways, that's how we wrap wrapping up this edition of Sports Open Line with no text messages, by the way, on the sneeze. So maybe that's something that not many people do experience. But there are Reddit threads on it. I'm not the only one that has been um, cured. Somebody said snort some pepper. Um, somebody said just the opposite for me. I sneeze and I lose my lunch. That's interesting. So if you sneeze, it causes you to throw up. I sneeze. I'm good to go. This uh, 217 texter sneezes, and uh, all of a sudden they they feel like they um, are going to throw up. So there you go. How about that? How about that for a way to uh, finish off this edition of Sports Open Line? Thanks so much for being tuned in. I promise when we get underway with Cardinals coverage in five minutes, we will not talk about sneezing. We will not talk about throwing up. We will just talk Cardinals baseball. It's on the way next here on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.